Hello and welcome to WRPX, your wrestling revolution podcast. I am your host, Antonio Garza, and we are one day late this week. And that was because I really wanted to get all of the start of five star Grand Prix into the show. And unfortunately, as we know, Stardom World doesn't necessarily upload things quick to the service. And even just now, as I am recording, I just finished watching the two tournament matches that are uploaded right now for the 9th of August. And I, and so I won't even be able to talk to you about the other matches, the tag matches of the show, because there's just no time. They are, they were just uploaded. I think they started uploading like last night. And so uh, this morning, we only had so many, but I did manage to watch everything from the 7th, from the 8th, and the big tournament matches from the 9th, and so we can talk about them, and we may as well start with them. It is the main thing that has been happening uh, in wrestling since last week, uh, the main thing that happened at least during this weekend, and so... We start with the Stardom 5-Star Grand Prix Day 3 taking place in the Edeon Arena Osaka in Osaka, Japan. This was about 200, maybe, no, like 300 people, I think, in attendance. Uh, it seemed well-packed, uh, good energy. The venue is not really, really big, and so it, it looked okay. This, So this is show you were going to start to see more... Um, what the actual tournament kind of like house show matches will be or not matches like more like shows uh, because we have three non-tournament matches and then just four block matches and the blocks are mixed it's like a mix and match so the opener of this show was Mina Shirakawa defeating Hina and Starlight Kid uh, this was uh, it was okay I, I really enjoyed the stuff between Shirakawa and Starlight Kid it gave me it, it got me excited for whenever they're going to have their tournament match. So that was good. Queen's Quest, Momo Watanabe, and Sayaka Mitami defeated Oedo Tai, the team of Konami and Rina. Uh, another good match, uh, but really nothing special. The, the, the thing about this match is that instead of, of like building up uh, Konami versus Sayaka Mitani, I ended up just like way more interested in seeing Kamitani versus Rina. Um, so, I mean, forever, what's worth, <laughs> forever that's worth, you know. Uh, we had stars Hanan, Koguma, and Mayu Watani defeat Donald Del Mondo, Maika, Natsupoi, and Lady C, uh, there for the trifecta. Again, okay match. I, I mean, anything that, uh, like Natsupoi or Maika do with Iwatani is awesome. Uh, Koguma and Natsupoi were okay, but nothing special either. Um, you know, th these matches, they're, they're supposed to like kind of tease, preview, build, whatever match is going to come up later down in the tournament. But Stardom's not that good at doing that. Uh, like I mentioned with the Queen's Quest and the tie match, like I ended up wanting to watch a match that is not going to happen in the tournament at all. So 
uh, I don't know. Like, I, I don't take these matches with that much value as maybe I would in the G1 Climax, for instance, because those ones are specifically to build the matches for the next day. Uh, and that is not the case for Stardom. But going into the actual tournament matches, we started with Tom Nakano defeating Ruaka. I think this was Ruaka's first match in the tournament. Uh, so she has zero points. Nakano's coming in with four points. Well, she, she's walking out with four points. Um, the match was okay. I, I'm i not super excited for Ruaka. I think, especially now that Natsuko Tora's not in here, She's kind of like being built as that as that wrestler type of Dom Matsumoto who will be doing a lot of weapon use, a lot of cheating, getting a bunch of heat and then just losing. And so I'm not excited for her matches. She had a match on the next day against Micah and it was pretty much the same thing. And so I wasn't super excited um, in, in this particular case. Nakano's arm has been worked on for the last I mean pretty much I think all of her matches maybe Sayaka didn't work as much on it but uh her arm is being like right now dissected and so that is right now her story that the, her arm is getting worse and worse and worse but nonetheless she still won so it was okay uh Saki Kashima defeated Julia this was uh, slightly better um I wouldn't say that much much better but it was slightly better uh, the story here was that people just kept messing around with Julia's hair until Julia gets pissed off and the only difference here is that we know Saki Kashima has that killer Kishikaisen pin and so she used it against Julia and she got the win um, like cer certain things to start looking at around this point of the tournament is that like Julia right now has already two losses Tamakano I think it i think she's also like in two losses by the by the end of the fourth show we're starting to see certain people get a lot of losses surprisingly right now which i, I have to imagine it means that they're just gonna go on a winning streak um down the line so i don't know like I, i'm starting to like pay attention to little patterns here and it's interesting to see who gets the wins and who gets the losses at what point of the tournament but yeah, like this match was okay. I like I enjoy a lot of of Saki Kashima, so I I enjoyed this match maybe more than a lot of people. But uh, it was okay. The next up we have Utami Hayashishita versus Unagi Sayaka, and yes, unfortunately, the dream is over. The Unagi Sayaka winning streak is over. She was defeated by Hayashishita with a with the German like a bridge in German. Um, the match was in itself it was okay because it was a typical sayaka match in the sense that she gets her ass kicked for most of the start and then she starts to make a comeback she hits one or, or two moves that really really like rock down their their opponents and then she tends to go into her signature moves and that was kind of like what it happened here except that the match actually went um longer than some of her matches like I mean 11 minutes 12 minutes I think it's not particularly long but sometimes it does feel longer compared to some other Sayaka matches we can see because she's rarely in this position of the card uh, like this is the semi but um, 
but it was good i i enjoyed it i i really really like sayaka i know a lot of people are not like super excited for her but i really really enjoy her uh i think she has a lot of energy like really good energy and and so like paired up with someone like hashishita who we kind of know that she's likely going to win um it's just kind of like about seeing the, the the trip there and see how they get to the finish and i enjoyed it um unfortunately she wasn't able to beat both the the white and the red belt champions uh she only has one win so but still a like, good good stuff i i enjoyed it and then we had the match of the night and maybe like one of the best matches of the tournament so far uh, yeah like i'm trying to think if it was better than some of, like night one had really really good matches uh, but this match, goddamn, Asumi defeated Suri under 14 minutes. It was so good. Asumi is like on another level. She's so young and, and she's so, so good. Like there's no doubt in my mind that <laughs> give her a couple of years and she will be like your your leader of, of a stable, your, your red champion. Um, this match was fantastic uh you know Suri's out there trying to snatch up the rest of the year from chingo takagi and what a better dance partner than asumi who can just go and there was there was really nothing special to this match it was just like straight up good wrestling uh asumi we know she's like a bit cocky and she likes to tease their opponents into like uh into chasing her and then that's when she capitalizes and so that's kind of like what we saw early on then uh Suri came just like woke up and beat the shit out of Asumi and then they just headed into the you know the that last couple of minutes in the match where they're just trading signature moves and counters uh the finish of the match was the only thing that I wasn't like super excited for because what happened is that we saw Asumi hit a destroyer and usually on a destroyer you have to go like do it all in one motion otherwise it looks weird and in this case like i don't think Sudi was fully prepared to to like just go for the flip and so it kind of seemed like they hit a joshi tonic converted into a destroyer because like asumi got her in the position but then Sudi lifted her up but didn't like actually do the flip until like a second later and so there was like a little hesitation that made it seem weird but still i mean i mean it, it's it wasn't like bad enough to like damage the match it's, it was still a fantastic match and after the match uh asumi cut her promo saying that she will become better and she until like Sudi calls her a rival and like even though she's i mean she's the youngest uh wrestler in the block and she's gonna win it and so pretty pretty good third night of the five-star grand prix um especially like the last two matches are definitely worth out of your way like going out of your way to watch uh kashima julia is okay i uh, i mean it's understandable if you don't want to watch it but like i think the last two matches are definitely worth watching and then we will go into night four of the stardom five-star grand prix also in osaka japan they had 400 people so more people than the night three so that's a, a great improvement 
The night started with Unagi Sayaka defeating Asumi and Lady C. This was, you know, your triple, your opener, triple uh, threat match. It was okay, nothing special. Uh, we had stars, Hanan, Koguma, and Mayu Watani defeat Queen's Quest, Hina, Momo Watanabe, and Utami Hayashishita. And this actually ended up being really good because we saw Mayu Watani go back to back with Momo and then Hayashishita, like in singles pair ups. And that all of that stuff was fantastic. And then at the end, it came down to Hanan and Hina, who had like a really, really good, like kind of like rookies match. So this this little six person tag match in the middle of the show was really really good and then we had Donna Del Mondo uh, Alto Livello, Julia and Siuri defeat Odotai, Konami and Rina um, okay stuff it was really more about Siuri and Konami like pairing up and I got the impression that Konami wants a shot for the titles I don't know if, if Rina would be the, the partner but I this show actually gave me a lot of impressions that they're gonna do title matches during the tournament I don't know if that's gonna ha how that's gonna happen because so far the only thing that has been announced is that Unagi Sayaka will defend the future of stardom title against Mai Sakurai on the 13th which I don't know like to me defending a title mid tournament sounds incredibly unfair for the champion and I don't know like once I started to see like some of the, the shows, especially like the one that I'm going to talk about next, the ninth, um, we may actually see a couple of title matches happen throughout the tournament. Not, not as tournament matches, but like just as main events of shows that have tournament matches. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, but uh, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it when we get there. But into the tournament matches. First up, we have Micah defeating Ruaka. This went under five minutes, and a, a third of that, those five minutes was Ruaka beating people outside with her briefcase. A lot of cheating, and that's what I was saying about Ruaka. Like, I think that's going to be a lot of. Uh, I think she's going to be like replacing Natsuko Tora in that sense, where it's going to be a lot of cheating, a lot of uh, outside interference, weapon use, which kind of tells me that she's. Probably not gonna have a single good match in all the tournament, but we'll see. Micah defeated her, so it's okay. Uh, Micah uh, leaves tonight with four points. We have Mina Shirakawa defeats Saki Kashima. This was actually this had a little story going on because just like we talked that Shirak uh, that uh, Kashima has. Pretty much established her pin, the the Kishikaisei uh, pin, as something that can pin anyone from Mayu Watani to Julia to anyone. We've also started to see Mina Shirakawa like develop her glamorous collection Mina, which is also a pin, and she's been able to pin people, maybe not that big as a name like Mayu Watani. But it kind of seems like she's starting to establish that pin too. And so like when I came into this match, my idea was like, okay, so we're going to see a Glamorous Collection Mina versus a Kishikaise uh, match where it will end up with a race to see who gets the, the pin first and wins the match. And what happened here was that 
that's exactly what they did. Uh, like the last couple of minutes, we saw Kashima kind of locked in the Kishikaise, but mean uh, escaped, and then they kept like just trading, trading attempts or, or pins and near falls until Shirakawa got the glamorous collection Mina and she got the win and so I, I really enjoyed that part of this match like the match itself was okay I mean nothing really special but that that aspect of the match I really enjoyed um, but maybe that was just like a story that I made up in my mind but it, it worked it worked out <laughs> uh, next up we had Natsuboy and Starlight Kid this was freaking good uh, I mean, we know these two have a history together uh, surrounding the high-speed title. The current champion is Natsuboy. Uh, most of the previous matches have been with uh, a babyface Starlight Kid. So now we have the the difference that Starlight Kid is more of the heel. And so Natsuboy was the super babyface just fighting from underneath. And without... I mean... The, the main thing that happened here was that they went into a double count out uh, draw. So they both get one point. I actually, like I know some tournaments, if it's a, a count out draw, they don't get points. It's only a point if it's a time limit draw. But this one, they actually did get the points. So good for them. <laughs> uh, but um, like... I really, really liked, I thought it was really smart to establish the double count out on show four, because that means that for the next 20 shows that we may have of the tournament, there will always be now uh, a tease that, hey, matches can end up with a count out or a draw just by itself, because like eventually we will have a Hayashishita versus Nakano match in the tournament. And so you have to believe that it, like that has to end up in a draw some kind of draw and so we have like we know those theses are now existing whether they do them or not is something else but we know they exist and they actually did them in the next match with Nakano and Kamitani which worked out perfectly in my opinion um, but yeah so I really enjoyed it I like kind of like the story of the match was that they were just going back and forward um, like Starlight was more of heel and what I liked about also the finish is that they did a couple of dives and they started brawling outside. And at first it was just like, I'm going to hit a move and stop you from getting in the ring and so I can jump in. And then they would like just cut, uh, cut off each other, right? The last thing that happened is that Natsupoi was the one that had the opening to jump in in the ring. And Starlight Kid, instead of jumping herself and just keep on wrestling, she decided that she'd rather pull out Natsupoi and get the draw for one point. Which, coming from a heel, it makes perfect sense because as a heel, you, you start to think, okay, if we go back in the ring, Natsupoi is just going to kick my ass and get two points, I'm going to get zero. If I draw... I'm going to get at least one point. It makes perfect sense to me. <laughs> uh, so I, I wasn't like bothered at all by how this, this finish came down. And after the match, Starlight Kid, uh, I don't know if the challenge had been made before and I didn't, I didn't pay attention, but she pretty much challenged uh, for the high speed title down the line. Because even though 
uh, Sarike didn't win. She was someone dominant in the match. And so we are likely to get that match. And that's what I'm saying. Like, they're making a challenge right now, but the tournament doesn't end until September 25th. So it's hard to believe that they're making a challenge now for something that's going to happen in October. That's why I think that we may end up seeing a couple of shows throughout the tournament that is main evented by a Starlight Kid versus Not Supoy title match. Uh, I, I think it's not out of the realm of possibilities to reach that point. So we'll see. We'll see how they do it. Uh, I'm not super excited about that because I think it kind of damages the the uniqueness of seeing this singles matches uh like in this couple in this months so i don't know we'll see how they do it and finally the main event of the night a goddamn great match arguably for many people i think it's going to be better than studio versus asumi and that was tam nakano and saya kamitani with saya kamitani coming in with zero points against a tam nakano has four points and Saya wins. So at this point, Tamna Kano, I think she's two and two, uh, two oh two, uh, and that's what I'm saying. Like we are seeing a couple of like top names lose a lot of much uh, matches, uh, because I, I wasn't expecting champions to lose that many matches, and Tamna Kano's already down two, and she hasn't wrestled some big names, uh, like in her block. She hasn't wrestled for sure Hayashishita, but like she hasn't wrestled Suri. She hasn't wrestled. I don't think she's wrestled Micah, and so those are she hasn't wrestled uh, Takumi Iroha. So, so those are some names that could potentially get wins on on Shirakawa too. I mean Shirakawa on, on Nakano, but anyway, this match was just freaking great. Um, as I mentioned before, Nakano's story right now is that she has an injured arm. And so Kamitani went for it. Uh, and as in most Tam Nakano matches, she always gets beat up for a while until she reaches a point where she just like clicks, snaps, and goes like completely Ibushi, uh, Minoru Suzuki, strong style, like seriousness. And she starts beating the shit out of their opponent. And that's what happened. Uh, we got a, a, like a little a couple of sequences where it was just doing uh, dive after dive from both women and that's when they did a another count out tease like right like the match right after they had just done the finish they did a tease and they didn't go all the way to 19 I think they got back like around 14 which to me it just works perfectly because the the tease has already been established as soon as the referee starts counting and the referee reaches like you know five or ten there's already a tease like oh man we already saw finish a match end in a double count out and so is this another one uh of course it wasn't but it's good to establish now like from this point on it's established that that is a thing that can happen and so they can do a couple of more like in the and the rest of the tour and it's they're going to work they're going to get pops and so yeah like the match kind of like went down eventually they got into like the the spot where they're exchanging and chasing their signature moves and of all moves it just came down to kamitani hitting a rana and rolling up kamakano for the pin and that was it um after the match kamitani celebrated and she said she wants to be the first 
uh, person to get both the Cinderella and the Grand Prix in the same year. She she hoped that this win earns her another shot at Tom Nakano because we know that she that was the match that we had um, a couple of weeks ago. And again, it's another title challenge being made really early in the tournament. Uh, so maybe that's another match that we're gonna see. I don't know. Like there was there were many many like subtle title challenges done in this show, which make me wonder if we're going to see title matches throughout the tournament. And last but not least, but in a way really least, <laughs> uh, we had a third show this weekend on the ninth. Um, I guess it's not the weekend anymore on the ninth, but uh, this was a, I think it's a five match show. I had, I, I don't even know how many matches, but I think it's just a five match show. Uh, this took place in Nagano, so they moved from Osaka. And this show only had two tournament matches. Uh, the opener, I'm, I'm not going to give you full results because I haven't watched everything, but the opener is Tam Nakano versus Mina Shirakawa versus uh, Hina. And then we had in the, the tournament, Konami defeated Unagi Sayaka with a the triangle lancer submission uh the match was okay it, it was it, it got actually a pretty good time it was mostly like a i'd say it was mostly like a sayaka match but realistically uh, konami was really dominant for the most part for the most part of match sorry and sayaka eventually just kind of had more like i think i would call it more like hope spots because she got a couple of of good flurries of offense in but konami for the most part just seemed dominant and she eventually won and in the second five-star grand prix match also for the blue block was because that was something like both these matches for this show were blue block matches and it was asumi versus micah the match was shorter but it was really really good uh I mean, it was pretty much an Asumi high-speed match. Uh, Micah kept up, and it was just back and forth from the get-go. Uh, both women have like, like once a speed, once more like technical brawler. But uh, they had like a, they meshed up nicely. At the end, Micah won with a Michinoku driver number two, and so it was. It was. I really enjoyed it. I liked it. Uh, but. It was kind of weird to see these two matches in this show because it kind of tells you that there's going to be matches happening uh, in not particularly like big shows. And something else, like it's this is show number five, and we still haven't seen neither Hiroka, Hiroka, I mean, wait, <laughs> I'm saying her name wrong. Uh, we haven't seen Takumi Hiroha or ha, uh, Himeka debut they haven't had a single match in the tournament uh fukigan death has only had one match um in the tournament so i don't know like i i think it's about time they debut i haven't seen the cards for the shows for this weekend but i'm hoping that they have at least their first match i understand that it's probably going to be hard to get uh fukigan death and iroha 
to to mix and match their schedules with other promotions with stardoms but um i don't know like i think we're we may end up seeing a lot of shows like these that are just like five match shows with not much going on and that's when like Ido is going to be wrestling uh, the other two matches in the show that again I haven't watched is Stars, uh, Mayu Watani, Koguma, Hanan, and Lady C versus Oedotai, which is uh, Starlight Kid, Sakikashima, Ruaka, and Rina. And then the main event is Alto Livello and Natsupoi. So COD, Julia, and Natsupoi, Donald Mondo versus Queen's Quest, Utami Hayashishita, Momo Watanabe, and Saya Kamitani. Um, I'm pretty sure the shows are the, the matches are good, but it, it is kind of weird to have these little shows. It's good if you're only watching the tournament matches because, like, the two tournament matches here were probably less than 30 minutes combined. So it's like if you're only watching the tournament matches, it's not that hard to follow up on these matches, but it is kind of like weird to just see them like out there in nowhere. But anyway, that is stardom right now. Uh, a quick look at the blocks uh, on the bl on the red block. Mina Shirakawa right now has four points. Saki Kashima has two. Starlight Kid has three. Fukiken Dev has zero. Momo, Koguma, Mayu all have two points. Himeka hasn't debuted. Natsupoi has three points and Julia has two points. And on the blue block, after the show on the ninth. Hayashishita, Suri, Tamnakano, and Sayaka are all with four points. Maika right now is leading with six points uh, after she defeated Asumi. Uh, Asumi has two points, as does Kamitani, who just barely had her first win. Ruaka and Iroha. Uh, are with zero points the latter because she hasn't even debuted and konami with her win over sayaka has gotten her first two points of the tournament so so far maika is the top of the leader the leader's block good for her i i, I don't think she's going to win it but you know, good for her and that is it for stardom we have i think we have another another trifecta of shows coming up this weekend and let's talk about the weekend because it's going to be a packed packed weekend we have two big shows uh well we have on friday the debut event of rampage aw's rampage which they've added kenny omega versus christian case for the impact title and to me that's a title change because if you're doing christian for and versus omega at all in for the AW title, then you then Christian Cage needs to win this one, and in a way, like it kind of sucks because it's, it's good and bad. Good Christian Cage going back as a champion to Impact that's that's pretty fun. That's great. Bad Kenny Omega took the title away from Impact, and then no one from Impact won the title back. It was a guy from from AW who won it. And then that guy is probably going to lose to Moose or something like that. That, I think it's super weak. That I am not looking forward to. The only thing that may change plans is that we know that 
we are having a battle royale to determine the number one contender for Kenny Omega. And the challenger, I think, wrestled Omega at Emergence. And if that is the case, that has already been taped, I think. And so it's hard to say that Omega is going to lose the impact oh, the impact title if someone is going to be challenging for it in a later date. So I don't know what's going to happen there, uh, but we'll see. Uh, to me, that Rampage match seems like a, like a no-brainer. Christian Cage has to win, but we'll see. But anyway, um, the two shows that I just quickly want to run down because they looked really interesting. First one is New Japan Resurgence, and it's called Resurgence because it is the, the New Japan Resurgence in the U.S. That's kind of like the idea. Uh, the card looks really promising. We have Alex Coughlin versus Carl Fredericks, uh, a battle of the New Japan Dojo, of the LA Dojo guys. Fred Rosser, Rocky Romero, and Wheeler Yuta versus TJP, Clark Connors, and Ren Narita. That sounds good. Moxley and a surprise partner versus the Guru brothers, Anderson and Gallows. I I mean, everything would, would tell you that the surprise would be uh, Eddie Kingston, but if it was Eddie Kingston, he already been announced. So I don't know. I have no idea who it will be. Supposedly, Shota Umino cannot come to the U.S. because of like travel restrictions. But I think everyone is hoping for Shota Umino to to make his kind of like his return. Uh, Jay White will defend the Never Openweight Championship against David Finley in one of the main events. Uh, Lance Archer will wrestle Hiroshi Tanahashi for the IWGP United States Championship in the other main event. But my real main event is Tomohiro Ishii versus Moose. That match is going to be fucking awesome. The size difference is going to be big, so it'll be interesting to see how they pair up. But I've seen I've seen Ishii versus uh, like I mean Togi Makabe. We've seen Ishii versus some of like the giants from Suzuki Gon. So. It'll work out, but I am so excited for that match. And the only other match, um, Team Filthy, Tom Lawler, JR Kratos, Danny, Lyle, Danny Limelight, Jarrell Nelson, and Royce Isaacs versus the team of Leo Rush, Fred Yehai, Yuya Uemura, and Violence Unlimited, the team of Chris Dickinson and Brody King. So right off the bat, Yuya Uemura debuting for New Japan Strong. That's where he's going to start his excursion now that he's officially in excursion uh this is also leo rush one of the matches that he had like so that guy retired a month ago uh but he he was contractually kind of like obligated to have this match or at least he promised he would so i think that's why he's having it if you ask me he's coming out of retirement like for good like that guy has retired like three times already so I don't believe anything anymore. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it will be interesting to see this match. Um, I, I don't know what's going to close the show. I think I would imagine Tanahashi versus Archer closes the show so that Moxley can come out and attack Tanahashi or challenge him after. And that's how you, we end the show. But uh, for the most part, everything looks good. Uh, it, it, no, no, there's some potential in this show. And the other show that is going to be happening this weekend, this is on the 14th. Uh, New Japan Resurgence is on the 14th as well. So it's 
Triple A's Triple Mania 29. It's been 29 years of, of Triple Manias. And like if you've been following this podcast for a while, you would know that last year, this very same show, Triple Mania, was the worst show that I've probably seen at least that year. And it had one of the worst matches that I've seen in my life, which was Chessman versus Pagano in like a, the dumbest thing ever. And so, I don't know. Well, we'll s- this card looks considerably better. Like, considerably better. Like, a lot better. But, you know, it's AAA. There's, there's always a chance that they're going to do something that is just going to be incredibly stupid. This show is taking place in Azcapotzalco, in Arena de Mexico. Uh, Arena Ciudad de Mexico. And main events of the night is going to be Psycho Clown versus Ray Scorpion in a Lucha de Apuestas mask versus hair match. Uh, Psycho Clown. I mean, the the ending, of the finish of this is pretty predictable. I highly doubt Rey Scorpion wins the mask of, of Psycho Clown. But Psycho Clown is usually pretty good at, at these type of matches. Like, they're going to end up being like just a bloody brawl. But Psycho Clown is usually really good at managing the crowd and the action. Uh, he's a really good talent and not like Pagano. And Ray Scorpion is a is a really solid wrestler. I don't I, I do not find him exciting. I think he's like super generic, but he's a really good wrestler, and so it should be a good match. Uh, semi is Kenny Omega versus Andrade El Idolo for the AAA Mega Championship. This is a match that I think Andrade has to win. Uh, I highly doubt he's he's walking away empty-handed. Uh, Omega has had the title for a long time at this point. Um, there's really, like, I think the Omega experiment is done. It's been 660 days or 61 days. So I think the experiment is done. Uh, I don't I don't see the point in keeping the title there because he also doesn't have many challenges left. Like, you could do Psycho Clown versus Omega, but... I think if they wanted to do that, they would have done it here. And and since they hadn't... And Psycho Clown has never been a guy that like is surrounded by the championship for some reason. So uh, I think Andrade is just going to win, take the title away from Kenny. And I think this is where also Kenny Omega's like championship reigns are going to start to end. We talked about it like when in the start of the year when he started winning the Impact, right? Like that... Uh, it will be around all out in or all out. It's all out, right? Uh, <laughs> that uh, Kenny Omega will start to lose the titles. And I think it starts with maybe with Rampage and maybe and then this one. So maybe he will lose two championships in one single uh, weekend. And that's going to be an interesting. Maybe that's why they're doing Christian Cage versus Omega. <laughs> Then we have Fabi Apache and Diana Parasso wrestling in a title versus title. AAA Reina de Reinas and Impact Knockouts Championship. Both titles on the line. I would imagine that Diana Parasso walks away with both championships. Because if you're bringing back the AAA title to Mexico with Andrade. Well, quote unquote Mexico. Uh, I think it's okay to let Parasso take the AAA championship to the US for a while now. Uh, Fabi Apache doesn't really have many ch- challengers. And I don't think there's many challengers from Impact that would like work as challengers for Fabio Apache. I mean, you could do like Rosemary, but it's not really exciting. 
So I'm, I'm expecting Parasa to win. We have another Marvel Comics uh, Lucha Libre Edition exhibition match. This is a team, uh, quote unquote, Captain America, also known as Leyenda Americana, versus Team Terror Purpura, aka Fake Thanos. This match, like the, the cool thing about this match is that they bring people and they put them on their masks. And so I don't know if it's going to be Daga versus Brian Cage, but uh, they do tend to find cool wrestlers and just dress them up. And so they tend to have good matches. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't think we're going to see Ben Anoida because that's Taurus and he's going to be in a match. And I don't know if Leo Rush is going to come back as... Arachno, whatever his name was, like something, something Araña. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see who they bring. Um, but my problem with this is that commentary doesn't know shit about comics, and I do. And so listening to commentary come up with stupid stories for the crash, like shitty ass costumes that we're seeing. It's just so, so terrible. Like, this match just could have been awesome if you just book fucking Daga and whatever team versus Brian Cage and whatever team. That match would, would probably be really awesome. But they have this fucking Marvel crap. And fuck Marvel, dude. <laughs> uh, so, I, I like, I'm probably when I watch this match, I'm going to be like, well, this is the stupidest shit I've ever seen. Uh, so I, if I talk shit about this because I'm already going in biased, it's I, I accept that. We have Drago versus Mamba versus Mr. Iwana and more in the Copa Triple Mania 29. So this is the Copa that they usually do in these shows. They're usually pretty fun to see like who comes in, um, but it also tends to be like a huge ass clusterfuck. Uh, so I'm not expecting much other than just seeing surprises, which I think it's like the cool thing about it. And what may end up being one of the best matches of the night, Los Lucha Bros, Phoenix and Pentagon are defending the tag titles against Los Jinetes del Aire, Hijo el Vikingo and Laredo Kid, and Taurus and a mystery opponent. I don't know if the mystery opponent is Crazy Steve and they'll just be representing Decay, Decay, Decay. But, uh... Like, I wouldn't mind, but I think it would be really underwhelming for a lot of people, especially uh, U.S. fans. So I would try to find someone else, but we'll see what they do. Uh, and finally, the other match that has been announced, it's uh, Team AAA, Pagano, Chesman, and Murder Clown versus La Empresa, Puma King, Sam Adonis, and Diamante Azul. So we saw La Empresa debut not long ago. And I think it was Héroes Inmortales uh, that they debuted along with the tease for Andrade. So that's the match. It is a, like Team AAA is a combination of some of the worst guys in the promotion. And so th this is going to be just a bunch of like garbage wrestling. I have zero expectations from this match. Like to me, Pagano and Chessman are just so, so terrible. But yeah, that is a AAA 29. Um, I'm going to watch it, but I may not watch it live. I don't think I'm going to be able to watch it live. Uh, but it seems it, it Triple Mania is always a show worth to watch because 
whether it's a clusterfuck or is really good, there's always something to watch and something to talk about. And so I don't I think it's just gonna be the same case, you know. Triple manias are always worth watching. That I can assure you. And that is it for uh, this section of the of the show. We've talked about Stardom, we've talked about New Japan and Triple A. And as always, now it's time for a quick impact forecast. Impact Wrestling for August the 12th, uh, pretty much tonight as, as I am recording. We have a show built around one really important match and a couple of like potentially good matches. The one important match is the number one contenders battle royal f- to face Kenny Omega and I do believe that is to face him at Emergence coming up soon. Uh, they haven't really announced any participants except we know who the winner is going to be. <laughs> uh, but I won't spoil it. The other matches tonight is Finn Juice, Juice Robinson and David Finley wrestling Chris Bay and Jay White as they are building their the Finley versus White match that we already talked about today. Uh, we have Daivari versus Josh Alexander in, in what it would be a Daivari uh, kind of like chance to get a title match if he gets the win. I don't know if they're going to go that route um, because we know Jake something and Josh Alexander is the direction for Emergence. So this this may just be a kind of like a filler match, a good win for Alexander to to go against Jake something. I really hope they don't add Daivari to the Emergence show because something versus Alexander sounds really, really good. And the other only match announced so far is Neil Dashwood versus Taylor Wilde. I don't think there's any stipulation going on here. Uh, it's a storyline that's kind of like been going around for a while and now it's being picked up now that uh, Taylor Wilde is back in the promotion. And so that seems to be it for Impact this week. Uh, as I mentioned also, there is that Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage match happening at Rampage with it will have repercussions on Impact going forward. and. I mean, we're really not that far away from Balfour Glory. I think we need to start seeing certain things headed into that direction. And so I think this uh, Rampage match, Diana Parasso versus uh, Fabia Apache, those are matches that are going to have repercussions, uh, I think, down the line for Balfour Glory. So it's worth paying attention to everything that's going on right now. And so that is it for Impact this week. Uh, I mean, we're going to watch it tonight. And... For that, you can always you can find me at Figure Four W Online doing the live coverage and results for the website. Uh, it's been tricky. Last week we tried this new Impact Insiders, and it was a freaking nightmare because they don't start the show until like 30, 40 minutes after it starts. You don't actually catch up to the live access show until the main event. And so for someone that's trying to do live results, it is a huge pain in the butt. Uh, but nonetheless, we will be there uh, uh, just doing all the writing. And furthermore, uh, you can find this podcast and every other podcast that we've done up to now. We are coming close to the year, uh, actually. And um, you can find some Spotify, iTunes and WRPXpodcast.com. You can go to TheWrestlingRevolution.com to find all the written versions and coverage of 
the shows that we talk about on 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 this show uh so right now this morning we're going to be uh publicizing i guess it's the word <laughs> uh yeah we're going to be releasing the stardom day five for the grand prix and during the weekend we're going to cover triple mania and resurgence i just don't know exactly if i'm going to be doing them live because it's it is the same day um what else uh twitter you can find me at dw revolution that's t-h-e-w revolution and i have actually a little small announcement uh in the couple of coming weeks i am partnering myself with just news um that you can find them let me give you the the proper spelling of their twitter handle um it's jpwn show it's just pro wrestling news it's a channel that just like straight up just does a, a daily five minute newscast of wrestling uh so we decided to partner up and we're going to play around and come up with the best 50 wrestlers under 25 years old uh i i can tell you my list is different from the final list there was a lot of compromises that had to be done but we've come up with the list and we will be releasing that list uh kind of like uh in parts in the next couple of days and weeks and so tune up uh tune in for that i will i will give further um i guess i will promote that as i get closer i think the first release will be on the 18th and so uh look forward to that uh, but i will bring it up B believe me i will bring it up anyway that is it for this week's episode thank you for being here share the podcast leave a like a subscribe a, a review whatever is available and enjoy the rest of your week adios well that's about it son of a gun we've enjoyed it looking forward to next week i guess we'll have to wait a week before we get to it but we'll be right back again for Corey macklin dave brown lance russell saying Bye-bye, everybody.